0: ...equipment problems in my base rig, and it's doing this weird cutting my output volume by like a million percent. And this teeny tiny whisper is trying to come out of my base rig, and then all of a sudden, unannounced, it'll just fly up in your... Who heard that this morning? Did anybody hear that? Yeah, the rest of you are lying. Um... But it's happening, and I've got to get to the bottom of that, and I haven't yet, so please be patient with me, because I'm going to be honest with you, when it comes to my equipment, when things go haywire, I get annoyed. That's part of the flawed part of me, and it's something's wrong, and so I've got to get to the bottom of it. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm glad that everybody's here in the house of God. I'm so grateful for the visitors that we've got who've come into the house, and Come to just sit and relax and hear the Word of God and worship in the presence of God. So, why don't we go ahead and get started in the Word, amen? Okay, now, I'm going to start this off this way. If I asked any one of you in this sanctuary this morning to define the word sin for me, Who here thinks they could do it? Just raise your hand. Just put it up. I'm not going to call on you. Okay. A, A smattering across the room. Surprisingly enough, I'm betting that most of you could probably come within a reasonable proximity of what the definition of sin is. And as a matter of fact, this morning, that is the subject matter with which I am preaching on. It's entitled this morning, if you're a note taker, The Definition of Sin. If I were to ask you to go ahead and give that little uh, challenge a shot, could you define sin... For those of you who would be willing to do it, it would uh, very likely you would respond in some way, shape or form, something to the effect of, well, sin comes from an archery term and it means missing the mark. Therefore, to sin is to miss the mark of God's will or his original intent and purpose for a person for a person's life. Now uh, granted, you probably wouldn't answer the question define sin for me that way, but I'm betting dollars to donuts that it would have something to that general effect involved in it. And guess what? If you were to answer like that, you'd be right. It is it does come from an archery term, meaning to miss the mark, and therefore sinning, committing sin, remaining in sin, is to miss God's mark for your life. That's essentially what it is. Saint Augustine, he said that, quote, sin is nothing else than to neglect eternal things and seek after temporal things. James, the 17th verse of the fourth chapter, says this about sin. So, whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. By that definition, how many of us have ever sinned? Did you know that there is an entire branch of Christian theology dedicated to the study of sin? How many of you knew that? Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know that. Until I was doing the research here, I had no idea. I knew about... The study of the blood, which is the soteriology, the study of the spirit, uh, pneumatology, the study of man, anthropology, and, and on and on the list go. But I did not know that there was a specific a specific uh, branch of theology set aside to study sin. It's called Christian hamartiology. Everybody would have guessed that, right? Every single one of you. No kidding. The study of sin is called Christian Hamartiology, leave it up to mankind, leave it up to mankind to take a three-letter word like sin and refer to the study of it with a 21-letter title. Is it any wonder we haven't, as mankind, complicated and messed things up so badly? Sin, S-I-N, Christian Hermartitology. What is that? It's the study of sin. Why don't you just say that? Anyway, Christian Hamartiology comes from the Greek Hamartia, which means, believe it or not, to miss the mark. And then, Logia, meaning study. So, it's the study of missing the mark. Kind of sounds like we're going in circles this morning, doesn't it? Christian Hamartiology describes sin. This is The study of sins, definition of sin. Listen carefully. Describe sin as an act of offense against God by despising His persons and Christian biblical law and by injuring others. Sin is an act of offense against God by despising His persons and Christian biblical law and by injuring others. Now, I don't know if you catch the impact of that or not. When I read that, my mind went somewhere in the Scriptures. And we're going to go there in just a moment. But according to the branch of theology that is specifically dedicated to the study of sin, sin is, now hear this, despising the first and greatest commandment by despising the triune God. Despising all that they stand for and despising the second greatest commandment as well. Notice Matthew 22. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul And with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So sin is despising the single and second place greatest commandments that the Messiah Savior, Jesus Christ, said are in all of the Word of God, and that the entire law and prophets hang on them, sin is to despise those commandments. Those that despising can come across in a whole lot of ways. But we're going to talk about one of them this morning. Just one. At this point in the message, I'm going to take what will appear to be a really hard left turn right out of the discussion that we've been having. Nothing could be further from the truth because I will remain on course despite the fact that it's going to look like I'm not. Right now the United States of America is attempting to find its way through a quagmire of racial and ethnic strife that will not be easily navigated. However, the current racial tension and ethnic strife in our country is not new. In fact, our current circumstances of racial unrest finds itself or finds its origins in slavery who's bold enough to say amen however this morning i'm not talking about slave traders nor slave owners i'm talking about the author of the strife we are experiencing in the united states today he is ancient he is from eons past. My purpose today is to point out the lie that has been perpetrated on the human race for thousands of years. There is plenty of blame to go around, no doubt. But the ultimate blame must be placed on the proper recipient. His name is Satan. This isn't about pointing fingers, nor is it about making excuses. This is about the truth. And the truth is that racism and its core cause is the result of a feud. A hatred of God the Father by the fallen angel, Lucifer. As a result, the unfortunate reality is that we're never going To eliminate racism in this world. It's never going to happen. And that is a crying shame. Ethnic bias will never be eradicated, hear my words, in this dispensation. It's too human. And humans are simply too subject to sin. Racism has been around far longer than America's history with it. Nearly every nation on planet Earth has participated in racism and in slavery on some level at one time or another in human history. But we're not talking about all over the planet, Michael. We're talking about in America. So am I. Racism isn't a new thing. Racism racism isn't a 400-year-old thing as much as the New York Times, Nicole Hannah-Jones, Oprah Winfrey, and the 1619 Project would like you to believe it is. Racism is an ancient thing, reaching back thousands of years. Back before the times of the Egyptians, back before Goshen, back before the Hebrews, back before Moses, and back before the Exodus. It predates all of that. Racism finds its roots in slavery. Slavery finds its roots in hatred. And hatred finds its roots in Satan. Satan's hatred is not arbitrary. It is highly focused. It has a purpose. Satan's hatred, his focus, is God. And its purpose is to destroy what God loves. What God loves, Satan hates. And what God loves is us. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Verse 6 through 8. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be His people, His treasured possession. The Lord did not set His affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all peoples but it was because the lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from a land from the land of slavery from the power of pharaoh king of egypt slavery has been practiced in countless cultures for what some have estimated to be 11,000 years. Now, there's reasons for that. We're not going to go into them because it's not pertinent to today's discussion. But for 11,000 years, men have practiced slavery in Europe and in Africa, in the Near East, in the Far East, in the Middle East, in the Americas, and beyond that. Slavery has been across our globe for 11,000 years. 11,000 years of slavery. What could possibly be my point? Slavery and its offspring, racism, is but one strategy by which the enemy of our souls, the father of all lives, deceives mankind. Into acts of despising the triune God, despising all they stand for, and injuring others. Did you just catch that? Did you catch that? If sin is despising the triune God, despising what they stand for, and injuring others, slavery and its offspring racism is one of the strategies he uses to fulfill those three requirements to make it sin. It's the very definition of sin. Slavery, sex trafficking, abortion, even prostitution all have one common denominator. The the reducing of human beings from being God's highest creation holding an exalted place in the very heart of God to nothing more than flesh to be bought and sold. They are all the sin of monetizing people created in the image of God and in the likeness of God for pleasure and for profit. All authored By the satanic and all maintained by the demonic. Because Satan hates God, he hates you and I by default. His hatred manifests itself in a vengeance towards God that began in Eden with the first couple. And continues on today by doing everything he can Everything he can to drag every last human being into an an eternal hell that he can. Every last one. And if you don't think that what you're watching on the news isn't inspired by the satanic and maintained by the demonic for the express purpose of setting people at odds against themselves and against God, for the express purpose of dragging their souls to an eternity without God. Ladies and gentlemen, you are missing the point. We have to take what we've learned over the years in our peaceful Christian existences, coming in and out of our churches, We've got to take what we've learned, ask God to open our eyes, give us that thing, that gift of the Spirit called discernment. Look around, see what it is, stop pointing fingers at this one and that one, and start praying against the author of this demonic activity, and his name is Satan. His philosophy is simple. If I'm going to the lake of fire, I'm dragging every last person with me that I can. Why? Because I hate him and he loves them. It doesn't get any simpler than that. We are so self-involved. My God in heaven. We think Christianity just revolves around our little world. The kingdom of God was assaulted and attacked time without time, ages ago. One third of the angelic population was summarily ejected. From the halls of God, Jesus testified to the fact when he said, I saw Satan come down out of heaven like a lightning bolt crashing to earth. And when he got to earth, his hatred seethed like nothing you've ever heard of or seen in your life. it would be like you took the sun and put it in the chest of Satan and that's the hatred he possesses. And since we, all of us who are so important, are completely irrelevant to him, we're the bug. He took his hatred out on us Because he couldn't reach back to God. So what does God do? What does God do? From before the foundations of the world, God prepared a lamb... And he said, for I love the world so much that I will give my only begotten Son. And guess what he did? Mm -mm. Don't miss what's going on, brothers and sisters. Don't miss this. If despising the triune God... Despising all that they stand for and injuring others is the very definition of sin. Then Satan is sin's originator and he is hard at work today ensuring that sin continues to prosper. What could be more sinful? What could possibly be more sinful? And you know, we as people, oh, we have our lists. This sin is the worst. Oh, if you do that, you're going to hell. And we have our, our lists of what ones come on top of the other. We prioritize. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do that. I'll, I'll lie to get that, but I'm not going to do that. And your point? What could possibly be more sinful? See, if anything on your list can top this, then rebelling against God, standing for all things unholy, unrighteous, and unclean, and introducing every last bit of it to the entire population of planet Earth, what could be more sinful than that? The Bible warns us, you even make a child stumble. you're getting a millstone around your neck and get pitched into water. It says it better It would be better for you? And yet, Satan, in his heart, elevated himself in his mind, and was cast from the very presence of God, and is now making certain. That sin prospers. And the brilliance of his plan is this. The brilliance of his plan. I'm talking about the devil. The brilliance of the devil's plan. And don't miss this. Is that what's happening in our nation today? Didn't happen. In, didn't start in March. started 11,000 years ago. How many of you you are planners? You plan everything out to the lit. I mean, okay, can I be honest with y'all? Y'all aren't even amateurs compared to Satan. He had this planned out in his rage and his hatred to make sure that people and countries would pay the price somewhere down the road. And all they need, the right incentive. Let's move on. The racial and ethnic upheaval we see today in our country is His handiwork. Make no mistake. We can point fingers and place blame on people, on organization, and on political parties for the problems we face. We can do it. If you don't mind wasting time, more power to you. But you don't have to look any farther than Satan himself, the devil, a liar, And the father of all lies and a murderer from the beginning to find the source of our nation's current problems. You don't have to look any further than him. And trust me when I tell you, as I've already said just minutes ago, this didn't happen starting at 2020. This has been a plan. Not to overthrow America, but racism through slavery. That is what he does Deuteronomy or Romans, I'm sorry, Romans chapter six. And everyone here who's been in church for five minutes knows this these scriptures. What then? Shall we sin because we are no lo- not, no longer under the law, but under grace? By no means. Don't you know that when you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey? Whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I'm using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. The apostle continues, Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness, leading to holiness. When you are slaves to sin, you are free from the control of righteousness. But what benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen and amen. You and I are living here right now. In large part, the things that we witness and see on television and on the news have not touched our lives. In large part, the rioting and all that other stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, the part that actually matters touches us every moment of every day. There are people who are in desperate need of being touched by the Spirit of God that you and I possess. Or should I say, that possesses us. I keep harping on this. And I'm going to do it again. When watching television, when watching the news, when seeing these things happen, what happens inside of your heart? Are you angered? Oh, they better not come around here doing that. What? What will you do when the lost of God's flock show up here? What will your response be? God in heaven, change us all to be like Him. Can we just pray that we can be like Him? You know what? I am not naive in the sense that I don't realize that there are parts of our world, people, I'm talking about individuals, who are lost without God that need Him and that can be redeemed. And then there are parts of our world, again, I'm talking about people who have given themselves over to evil. The ones that despise God In his triune sense, despise everything that he stands for and long to hurt people. I am perfectly aware of the difference because they both exist. Do you know what the problem for us is? You and I don't necessarily know which one's which. Was Jesus... And Stephen, later in Acts, mimicking Jesus, when while they were being executed by the very evil that would end the kingdom of God on earth, weren't they praying, Lord forgive them for they know not what they do? Yes, that's exactly what they were doing. What's the takeaway today? The takeaway is this. Don't fall for the trap. Don't fall into that hatred. You're to embody the love of Christ. But there's another part to this. Make sure that when you strike a side, when you choose a side... That you choose the one. That you choose the one that Christ wrote. You choose the one that Christ established. Have you been discriminated against? Have you experienced racism in your life? Racism is one guise of hatred that Satan employs. One, because he is filled with hate. He has been more creative in formulating methods to hate than any force ever known. When you experience that hatred, African American folk, they have a story to tell. But if you as a born-again Christian haven't been discriminated against yet you will you will James tells us specifically consider it pure joy my brothers wherever whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So you face this racism? You face this persecution? I get it. I get it. I'm not even remotely attempting to say that it's not happening. It is happening. Slavery as an industry happened in this country. I don't care what statue you tear down. It happened. We have to know that. But as Christians, take on, be clothed in the Spirit of Christ, who, when persecution and trial came, embraced it and transcended it. Because, guys, look, this is happening in our country. It is happening. Be ready. Holy Spirit, I need you. Come, Holy Spirit, I pray. Come in your strength and your power. Come in your own gentle way. Because, Lord, this is happening. But we need to blame the right perpetrator. And we need to rise above the fray. We are Christians, after all. Stand with me this morning. You want to sing that again? Sure. Let's do that. Father, we worship you today. We glorify your name. Holy Spirit, I pray your... Your presence comes to comfort and to minister. But Father, not just that. Father, prepare us in the ways that each individual person represented here needs to be prepared for what is before their lives. What's coming down their road. What's happening in their life Father Holy Spirit help us to be that thing that your word outlines for us to be Father these are unprecedented times uh, (sighs) I know that Lord that people are saying that your return is soon they're saying oh Jesus is coming back soon This is proof. Well, Father, I don't know that this is proof or not. Countries rise and fall throughout history. You didn't come back then. So, Father, I don't know if you're coming back soon or not, but I know this much. I know I want to be ready whenever you do. If I'm breathing and and, and you decide to come, fabulous. I want to be ready. If I pass away and I go by way of the grave, fabulous. Lord, either way, I don't know when You're coming. No one does. People are saying that they hear that You're coming and You've said stuff. I don't know anything about that, Lord. All I know is Your Word says that no man knows the hour or the day. But Father, right now, Your body needs to be in a posture where they're seeing what's going on for exactly what it is, it's people, organizations, political powers, philosophies, ideologies, all being orchestrated, all being manipulated to bring darkness into this earth. That's what's happening. But Your Word tells us that if... Man, if if we'll just get humble. If we'll just get humble. We'll seek Your face. We'll pray. we, We, not the world, we, the body of Christ, will stop sinning. Then from Your place from Your throne, from from Your perch up in heaven. Lord, You said You're going to hear. So Father, my prayer is that through Your Holy Spirit, You haunt us with the need to put space between us and our own sin. That we ask for repentance. And that Father, that we turn from our wicked ways that we humble ourselves and don't act like we're all that and a bag of chips. Father, I just pray that You guide this, uh, the body of Christ across our nation. I just ask that You would guide us, that You'd lead us, that You'd take us where we need to be. And Father, help us to voluntarily bow our hearts in broken repentance for anything that may be to our charge. Father, that we come up seeing like You, hearing like You, speaking like You, acting like You. Father, with discernment in our hearts and understanding in our minds, pray this all in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we worship you. Thank you all for being here today. We're so grateful that you've come. If you have any prayer request cards, please get them to us. We will pray. Is, are there any cards on the floor right now? Do we have any prayer request cards? None? None? Okay. All right. We have one? Okay. Well, I'll take that card right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead if you guys are good, okay with this. I'm going to go ahead and pray over this card right now. Pastor Chip, would you join me?